You're listening to the Dr. Todd Podcast, so make sure to print out your podcast worksheet and have it available for taking notes so that you can implement this information in your lifestyle today. Well, good morning, everybody. Dr. Todd here. So today I'm going to go over a case study. Case study, what what really it looks like, what it looks like when we are working with people. So we're going to go through a little case study here, and I'm going to introduce you to uh, a patient by the name of Diane, obviously not a real patient, but let's go through this a little bit. So Diane, uh, she came into us about last year, last spring, and uh, she is a 43-year-old female. She has four kids. Uh, she's married. She's been married for about 15, 18 years, and she is a teacher. Now, one of the interesting things, uh, she came in, so her, her big chief complaints were, were these headaches that had been daily for the last few months, and they are starting to get a little bit worse, and she's taking a lot of the over-the-counter, a leave being a big one that gives her some help, but the headaches are just constant. She has this constant kind of daily fatigue, and basically fatigue, she said, from the moment I get up to the moment I try to go to sleep, you know, that's what she said, trying to go to sleep. I am exhausted. And then uh, it says in a night she, she can't sleep at all. She feels like she's tossing and turning and, and it's just the cycle's been going on the last couple of months. Now, what's interesting is Diane, when she reached out to uh, talk to me with her, um, with her initial kind of discovery call with me, where we were kind of seeing, hey, she was asking, hey, what do you do? Can you help me? She was referred by another patient to us. And um, she had just, she was just leaving her primary care uh, doctor's, uh, primary doctor's office. And so uh, she had labs in hand. So I asked her, I said, hey, you know, what, have you had any recent blood work done? She said, yes. Uh, they told me that everything was fine, but I was able to get out that my glucose was 110. So her blood glucose, fasting blood glucose level is 110. And her TSH was 2.6. And I said, okay, you say, well, what does your primary care doctor recommend? And he, she said, oh, well, he recommended that I exercise 30 minutes a day and I don't know where I'm going to find that in my day. I said, okay, all right. So she's got, you know, four kids at home, uh, four young kids, and uh, trying to find out that she had uh, two of them under the age of 10, two were teenagers. So, um, you know, that, that's a little bit busy. Her husband worked uh, all the time too. So, you know, now it's starting to paint a little bit of a picture on what's happening. Now, you know, so we decided to sit down for a consult. We decided to do an hour-long consult. She sent me her blood work, and uh, we, we went over that. And we sat down for an hour, and what started to happen was I started to get a little bit better idea of what was happening with Diane, what was going on. And, of course, you know, I'm using, in my mind, I'm going through our, our circle there, right? I'm looking at insulin. I'm looking at cortisol. I'm looking at thyroid, and I'm looking at our sex hormones. And so I'm looking at the waves of body handling sugar. Well, from what we got, a little bit, uh, sugars, blood sugar is a little bit on the higher side. I'm thinking about the way she's handling stress. Does she have stress in her life? Absolutely, right? Four kids, teaching, marriage, you know, all of that. Thinking about her thyroid, TSH at 2.6, not the end of the world. It's a little bit, um, a little bit higher than what I would normally suspect. So Maybe that involves a little bit of thinking over. And then the sex hormones, estrogen, testosterone. I really don't know. Certainly going to be some questions we're going to ask. So as I start to find out a little bit more about what's going on with her, a um, couple things with that is she is definitely, she's drinking coffee all day, every day, just to be able to function. She eats a lot of carbs. She 
absolutely she doesn't eat breakfast at all she eats lunch and she's eating cereals and breads and candy bars and cookies and whatever's in the um you know back in the day where we had the uh people bringing bagels in there that type of thing where we could share that food right um you know those types of things she was just eating to get through the day for survival and she craved sugar she craved sugar her big thing was ice cream every night it was kind of her reward for getting through the day and then so we started talking about like, hey, how's your belly? Oh gosh, I'm bloated all the time. Um, I have bowel movements, maybe one every two days. All right, gives me an idea what's happening. And, and then the, the next question I asked her was, you know, well, tell me about your menstrual cycle. Do you notice anything different with that? And her first response to that was no, not at all. And I said, well, okay, well, well, tell me, tell me what, you know, do you have heavy days? Do you have light days? Do you have spotting at all? Um, tell me what's going on with that. And so we start there. And so, you know, not to get into it a little bit of detail there, but hey, four incredibly heavy days followed by seven days of spotting, right? That's abnormal, right? That is not the typical type of menstrual cycle. So then we start looking at other things and say, hey, you know, how's your libido? Oh my gosh. Well, then that opened up a little bit of a Pandora's box where, you know, her and her husband have not been intimate in several months. And, um, you know, she started breaking down a little bit and started telling me how, um, you know, her husband, you know, their, their relationship's just not the same. And, um, you know, he, he doesn't look at her, he doesn't touch her, they haven't had, you know, a, a dinner together with the two of them in, in months, they haven't been on a vacation, haven't done anything as far as like a trip in years. I mean, you know, all of a sudden, there's a lot of other things coming to the surface. So, you know, this is where this kind of model of looking at the insulin, blood sugar, cortisol, the way the body handles stress, thyroid, looking at the way her metabolism, and looking at the sex hormones, estrogen being off a little bit. So we start to look at this a little bit. We also find out that over the past six months, she has gained over 40 pounds. So again, we think about this from the traditional, from what her doctor said of like, hey, you know, you need to work out 30 minutes, go exercise for 30 minutes every day. Where the hell is she going to find that kind of time? Where is she even going to find the energy for it? We can start to see how that is actually going to make things worse. And the big problem for her is that she also now had a lot of guilt on the fact that, yeah, I know I should be exercising. She said, I've read the magazines. I've tried yoga. I've tried this. I've tried half hour in the cardio machines and I still feel like crap. And so this is where this is where we do our best work. This is where lifestyle medicine comes into play. I cannot take a typical magazine lifestyle exercise and dietary program and attach it to to her, right? It, it's not going to work. Diana, it's not going to work for her life. She's not going to feel better. She's going to feel worse. It's going to cause more stress and anxiety and all of her symptoms. Because now, oh my God, you're supposed to find a half hour to beat yourself up. And this is what it looks like. This is what it looks like when we have this, oh, you should do this. You should do that. Instead of saying, hey, okay, here's your life. Here's your daily routine. What can we do to start to make some changes? And so, of course, first off, and of course, um, you know, this is, you know, everything that we do is online. Everything we do is online. Um, I truly, and this was well before COVID, 
I hate offices. I hate commute. I hate people waiting to see me. I think it's very disempowering for, for our clients, for our members. Um, no. And it also becomes a, I don't want, you know, the, anybody to ever feel like, Hey, I have questions and I can't, I can't talk to Dr. Todd. So, so she started working with us. We found a time of about four months. So we decided to work together and we did some more testing and come to find out that with some of that testing that she was also having a very big immune response and uh, actually had what's called Hashimoto's thyroiditis. She actually had hypothyroidism because of her immune system that was uh, attacking the thyroid. So hypothyroidism was a big part of this. Blood sugar was obviously a part of it. Cortisol and that testing throughout the day. Like she didn't have any fuel in the tank, which is why she was craving all these carbohydrates. And then she also didn't have that spike in melatonin at night for her to sleep through the night. So we had to get that on track as well as what was going on with her, with her hormones, with her estrogen levels, which were not going through a normal cycle. And of course she had dismissed it all as well. I'm, I'm perimenopausal, right? I'm, I'm in my forties. What do I expect? Because that's what she was told. And so now it comes down to actually starting to balance things off. And, and I will tell you, you know, not to go into the details of her specific treatment plan, but man, the very first, I never took anything away. I told her, we started changing the way that she was eating and, and just getting rid of a, a few of the carbs and, and really focusing on throwing in some good carbohydrates, throwing in some good things. We talked about planning, we talked about grocery store, and you know, you sl we slowly kept working at it day after day after day. I talked to her every day for the first six weeks that we were working with each other multiple times a day on the phone and via text. And, and just giving her that support and walking her along the path to move her to a different level. And I will tell you, at the four-month mark, when we redid our testing for her, in the four-month mark, she had lost uh, 30 pounds, over 30 pounds. It was like 32 pounds she had lost. Her blood glucose is back to normal. Uh, she had had her most recent menstrual cycle. She had uh, was a two-day, four-day, so that was a huge difference from you know the almost over a week of um, of spotting and heavy like all of that. Um, and and you know during those heavy days, of course, you know yeah, she still felt the symptoms linked with like iron deficiency, anemia, a lot of fatigue tied to that. But she knew what to do, and and to look at her food journals from where she started to where she ended, uh, you know, our four-month period of time was. Uh, unbelievable. It was night and day. I mean, you talk about fast food all the time and pop all the time and coffee all the time down to just really a fantastic diet. She had fuel in the tank. Um, her and her husband, the relationship improved significantly. She had patience with her kids. And, and so, you know, just within that four month period of time, but if we look at it and we always talk about that, if we look at the, the chaos and, and the craziness and all these things you should do, you should do, you should do, you should do down to really trying to figure out and sit down and say, okay, what's one thing that we can start doing? What's one thing that we can start doing? And, and go from there. What's one thing that fits in your lifestyle? What's one thing that we can start moving forward on? And so this is, this is what we do. And, and yeah, I was talking to her all the time. And yeah, you know, there were supplements involved and there were some other types of testing involved. And yeah, we had to get involved because that's what needed to happen. I had to figure out really, you know, we talk about the facts, where she was like right there. When we're starting off, all hell kind of breaking loose. That's at her, you know, that, that she is at her pain point that she can share. But then, oh, by the way, there's all these underlying 
type of things that um, she didn't really know if they played a role or not. And unfortunately, no other healthcare provider had ever asked her about those things. And, and then we start moving in a direction with focus, right? And, and with the ability to ask me questions at any time and to get answers at any time, as well as educating her on what her body needs and how she needs to move forward and how she needs to continue on. So this is what we do. And, and you know, I've gotten to me, I was like, hey, I don't understand what you do. This is what we do. This is why I talk so much about, hey, maybe the traditional approach, maybe not be working for you. Maybe there's something else that needs to be addressed. Well, this is what we do in our office. And this is why the discovery call is so important because I give it as an opportunity to say, hey, is this right for you or not? I'm not trying to sell you a used car. I'm not trying to do any of that crap. All I'm looking at is saying, hey, what's going on with you? Can I help you? If not, great. Good luck to you. That's fantastic. If I can, great. Here is my plan and here is how we work together moving forward. Like that's it. That's it. There's no power struggle here. There's none of that crap. That's why I put the discovery call in place. That's why I take the time to meet with everybody. That's why it's not an automatic, let me just throw money towards Dr. Todd and all my problems will be quote unquote fixed. And that's not the way this works. Because my goal is not for you to become dependent on me the rest of your life, which, you know, is an odd concept in healthcare. But the goal is really to say, hey, this is what's going on with your body. I'm going to help you get out of here. But then you need to do this on your own. You need to continue to plug and chug moving forward. And, and you know, you know what to do. Let's go through it. So that's the way we do our things. And that's why it is online. That's why it's all of this is why there are no offices and no commutes and no waiting and any of that crap. It's like, hey, I need to talk to Dr. Todd. There we go. So hopefully this makes sense. Everybody was asking me kind of how the way we do things. We're going to go through uh, a couple of key studies here moving on. But this was just a, an easy one that seemed, you know, really hard. She had suffered for a very long time unfortunately, and, and in my opinion, there was no reason for that. I think if we had gotten there early enough and just had a simple conversation with her, her, her primary care provider would have just had a little bit of a conversation with her more than that seven minute mark. Um, there could have been a lot of chaos and pain well avoided, but unfortunately that didn't happen. So we got to work with her. She's fantastic. We still talk to her uh, every once in a while, even today, but you know, this is something on how uh, maybe maybe this is the maybe this is the way healthcare should be. I certainly wish it was for sure. But uh, guys, have a fantastic Monday, and I will talk to you soon. Take care. You've been listening to the Dr. Todd podcast. All opinions and information in this podcast is for educational purposes only, and must not be understood as medical advice. For any questions you have. Concerning any medical conditions, please see your primary care provider.